Welcome back to the Armchair Trader podcast and today we're talking African mining, um, specifically Marula mining and we're lucky to have the CEO Jason Brewer on the podcast with us. Welcome to the podcast Jason. Thank you Stuart, it's a pleasure as always. Marula Mining, quite an interesting company. We cover a lot of uh, mining companies on the Armchair Trader uh, but you're, you've got um, a number of really quite intriguing looking projects on the go in Africa at the moment. Um, I thought we'd just start giving listeners a, a brief summary of, of the mining company. Can you give us a very a very short overview and then we can go into a little bit more detail on, on the projects after that? Yeah, of course. Um, Marula Mining is an Aquis listed uh, mining and development company. We have projects located throughout East and Southern Africa. And our focus is very much those battery metals, battery, um, battery metals being critical metals that are um, essential for this energy transition, lithium, graphite, copper, and so on. And, and projects that we feel we can get into development within the next three, six, nine, 12 months. So we're not an early stage exploration company, but one that's focused on, on mining, generating cash flow, profits, and so on. And we, we hear a lot about the lithium mining sector here. We've looked at a number of different uh, lithium mining opportunities in the past. Um, what interested me, though, is um, you've got the Blesberg lithium and tantalum project. Tantalum's not something we come across so often. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that, that fits into the whole battery metals equation? Yeah, look, it's um, Blesberg's an amazing asset it's it's a a mine up in the northern cape of of south africa which operated intermittently for over 80 years and was actually south africa's largest source of tantalite of tantalum metal um which again has a lot of industrial and electronic uses Uh, but whilst they were managing sorry mining the tantalum um they were throwing away as waste in stockpiles all the other mineralization and that was the spodumene which is where you've got very high-grade lithium concentrations there. So, you know, with Blesberg, we've we've gone in there and we're reprocessing those stockpiles. So we're not actually doing hard rock mining. We're just reprocessing stockpiles. And we've done bulk sampling and other sampling, which is giving us grades of 5 to 8% Li2O. So very high-grade spodumene. A spodumene concentrate currently being exported out of Zimbabwe, out of Australia, which is the largest... Uh, producer of spodumene ore in, in the world, averages 5%. So this is almost like a direct shipping ore, limited processing, certainly no chemical processing in that regards. So we're very fortunate that we've got that, that spodumene, but there's still large percentages of tantalum associated with that. So it's a great byproduct credit there. So a great asset, which gives us revenue on, on, the, on the lithium side, and we all know where lithium is in, in current pricing and demand but some very good, substantial tantalite credits there. And we're optimizing at the moment how best to recover that tantalite, which is sitting there within within the stockpiles and within the hard rock resources as well. And and speaking of tantalum, you've obviously got Nkombwa Hill. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, tantalum, rare earths and phosphate as well. So again, that's a potentially interesting resource for the battery sector. Yeah, very much. I mean, we, we all know about rare earths. There's a number of other UK listed companies that have done exceptionally well with their rare earth projects here in Southern Africa as well. Um, 
Nkombo Hill up there in, in Zambia, north northeast Zambia. Um, there's been a lot of historical work done. There's a jork compliant resource on the rare earths and on the phosphate. Uh, we've been tidying up all the things in country with the mines department, with the licensing and so on. Um, but in addition to those rare earth resources and the phosphate resources, what has also been identified uh, at shallow depths at surface is some very good niobium and tantalum uh, material, which is what we were initially focused on looking at and seeing, okay, we can use that to almost self-generate the exploration on, on the broader license there in Combo Hill. But it's another, you know, uh, string to the bow, if, if you want to call it that, you know, having rare earths in a very big system up there in a proven mining jurisdiction like Zambia is a great asset for the company too. And then at Bagamoyo, you have graphite, which is not something we kind of think of immediately when it comes to the sort of battery materials revolution. Um, but uh, again, it looks like you're making some progress with that as well. Yeah, we've got uh, the two projects, two graphite projects up there in, in Tanzania, Bagamoyo and Nyori Nyori. And Bagamoyo was the first one we got, which is out towards the coast. And, you know, we've got a, a series, I think we've initially got 22 odd licenses, uh, mining licenses at that, where we've done the initial phase one exploration work, uh, which has identified two very significant near surface, at surface graphite trends with total graphite content up to 75%. So it's, it's looking very good, very attractive. And it's in a proven mining jurisdiction as well. And one of the, call it fastest growing graphite exploration areas. You know, again, a number of Australian and London listed graphite exploration companies there. But uh, Bagamoyo has gone very well. We're waiting for some assay results out of STS at the moment from the first phase of work that Geofield has done. And from there, we move very quickly into more um, more extensive trench work, um, test work on the, the, the graphite flake size, and also some of the drilling work there. Uh, it's going to be very shallow drilling, given the nature of the mineralization there. But, you know, to better understand the true extent of what we've got at Bagamoya. Um, but like I say, that's one of the two graphite projects we've got up there in Tanzania, which we're very excited about given the demand in, in the electric vehicle space and use in batteries in particular. And looking ahead to the second half of the year, what are what are your current sort of exploration plans on the projects between now and the end of the year? Yeah, I think, you know, when you talk exploration plans, I might just switch that around and talk development plans. Um, at Blesberg, at the lithium, obviously we're reprocessing those stockpiles. We're going to be doing those, those deliveries uh, the next 2,000 tonnes into uh, a prepayment offtake arrangement, which we agreed at late last year. Um, but with Blesberg, we're moving away from the production of a spodumene saleable product to producing a much higher value lithium carbonate product. So selling at 10 times the price per tonne of, um, of the spodumene. So that's going to be some very ex interesting developments there in the second half of this year. At Canusi, which is our copper project in Tanzania, um, process plant design work and construction is underway in South Africa at the moment. Um, that plant will be up in Tanzania, allowing the first processing of ore from that very high-grade Canusi copper mine uh, to commence August, September. So, you know, we'll move very quickly to being a two-mine company in the second half of the year. Um, 
whilst we're doing that that small scale mining there at Canusi, we've got resource drilling work that's underway. Um, so that's going to really show how big the opportunity is there at the copper project we have. On the graphite, clearly we're moving forward with that second phase of work at Bagamoyo. But the other project, Nyori Nyori, that's one which really has excited the team here. Um, when we were there, you've got very large jumbo, super jumbo size graphite flakes, which you can see, you can hold it in your hand. And up to 100% total graphite content. I mean, this is some, what we've seen there is some very special mineralization. And when you've got local Tanzanian miners, cooperatives next door on adjoining licenses, having already sold material, um, which they've mined at surface and receiving, you know, thousands of dollars a ton for that material, it gives you a lot of um, a lot of faith in our, our decision to move ahead with that one. So we'll be looking at some small-scale production there by the end of the year at Nyori Nyori. Um, it's on granted mining licenses already, so that that's gives us the opportunity to move forward with that. And whilst we're doing that small-scale mining, we'll have further exploration activities, resource drilling, uh, met sample work, processing work ongoing there. So, yeah, a lot of work across all, all four, five of the projects which we've got in the project portfolio already. Which, which leads me nicely on to my next question, which is... Um... I mean, one of the things that really interested me about Marula Mining is the fact that you have quite a lot of different diverse projects on the go at the same time. When you look at um, a lot of other miners, they either have one project or they have one project that's really where they're really focusing and then the others are kind of nice to have in the portfolio, but they're not doing as much in there. But you, you seem to have lots happening across the entire portfolio. How are you able to manage to do that? Look, it was very much a purposeful decision at the outset to have a company or to build a company that that wasn't a single project company, that had multiple projects, predominantly all at advanced stages and in different jurisdictions. You know, we didn't want all our eggs in one basket. So we wanted that ability to be able to develop projects in parallel uh, and bring them into production in a relatively short time frame. The only way you can do that is by having a good management team with proven capabilities and good local partners. And I think with all of that, we, we certainly have, um, both technically, financially, the big balance sheet behind us. We've, we've pretty much locked, we've tried to tick each, each box. So for the stuff in Tanzania, we've got great partners there. And the projects we've targeted are ones which, you know, again, from a technical perspective, are able to be brought on relatively quickly. We don't, when we're doing our kind of project assessment, you know, we like challenges. You know, we're operating here in Africa. There's clearly challenges. But, you know, we assess them from a perspective, okay, can we actually deliver on this? And, you know, we only go ahead with the ones we feel we can deliver on. So the management team we have in place from the corporate level all the way down to the, to the hands-on operational level um, we make sure we've got those with capabilities. I'm based here in Nairobi. Um, effectively, the operational, the head office for the company is here in Nairobi in Kenya. It allows us to get around all our projects very easily. Um, I drive to the ones up in Tanzania. You can see them in, in a drop of a hat. So we are a very hands-on management team and we get that support through the partners, both Takeda Mining in Tanzania, Cassini Gateway in Tanzania, 
And down in, in South Africa, the, the relationship that we've recently set up with Q Global Commodities, you know, one of South Africa's most successful mining investment logistics businesses, that just takes it all to a different level. And when you when you set up the company, was it always the the focus was always going to be on Africa and it was always going to be on on battery metals, or was that an opportunity that you, you saw emerging later on? No, look, I mean, Africa's my home. You know, Kenya's my home here. And it, it's when you when you're looking at building a company, you want to build a company with with projects that excite shareholders and projects that you can bring into development in relatively you know, well-defined and clear timeframes. Um, when you operate here, you're operating with both local governments and, and, and you know, federal governments where they, they want investment. They want to see development. They want to see, you know, lives improve. They want to see infrastructure improve. So when you're here operating in Africa, you know, you can develop projects in a relatively short and defined time frame. But let's not forget Africa, and, and I'm, apologies, I'm not trying to call Africa a country, but various countries here in Africa have some of the world's highest grade, biggest tonnage battery metals projects in the world. Okay, that's without question. You, you can see them here and they are there and can be developed and are held by host governments that want them to be developed in a decent time frame. So it was always a purposeful intent to build this business here. And it was always focused on those battery metals. There's no point building a company, producing a product that nobody wants. You know, um, I used to be involved in a coal company. How anybody can have a listed coal company these days? You know, I scratch my head. You know, with the focus now on green energies, renewables, and so on, how you can attract shareholders to to fund fossil fuel projects yeah i scratch my head i really do so you've got to focus when you're building a company and you want to build a successful long-term company you've got to focus on one with the right the right projects the right ingredients you know and you've got it you're almost like a chef you know you've got to get those ingredients right and you know you've got to mix it and you've got to put forward a final product which the market supports and to date, I think what we've got in Marula is something that they they see, they like, and they want to get behind. And you've mentioned um, the timescale of the projects. When you're looking for new projects, is that that's obviously something that's of importance to you, is being able to get that project into a state where you're actually able to be making money off it quickly, rather than some of these sort of longer, slower burn projects that you sometimes see in other, other parts of the market, which are going to take potentially years to come online yeah it, it's unfortunately we now operate in a world which is almost instant you know it's that instant gratification um and you also i mean look when i first got involved in the mining industry you you'd, you'd get the paper at the weekend and you check your share the share price of the companies that you were following that you were working with and so on today you track the share price you pick up your app on your phone you see it every minute and people do so you've got to You've got to have projects which, which deliver and which deliver on, on tangible things, okay, um, and where you're not coming back to shareholders time and time and time again to fund expiration. And look, I'm, I know that expiration through the production phase of, of projects. You know, I've seen it. And, 
You know, unfortunately, I don't get excited by Greenfield's projects. And to a large degree, I actually don't think the market does now. You know, they want to see returns. You know, people are far more discerning these days about where they invest their money. You know, and people's timeframes, unfortunately, now, and I think it's because of your ability to, to invest one day and take the money out within two, three, four, five days. Yeah, that's that's what you can do now. You didn't have that capability 5, 10, 15 years ago. So you've got to look to recognize that when you're building a company. So when we're building a company, you know, you've got to have those projects that can deliver. And with Blesberg, we've you see the, the images, you see what's going on at Blesberg now um, with all the equipment there, the processing of the material. You know, we, we only mobilized people there in November of last year. And within three months, we're actually processing that material. You know, in the in the subsequent three months, we've we've, we've brought in brand new equipment. Um, we're doing further resource drilling work, and we're, we're looking at a, at a at a major hard rock mining operation up there. With Canusi, we in, we increased our position to a majority interest in February. I think we only picked it up in November. You know, and we're we're doing mining there now. We're going to be processing material. You know, August September. Yeah, that's within nine months. Uh, with Nuri Nuri, within the similar time frame, we're going to have products going out. So the market wants to see you delivering. And, you know, you've got to, if you're going to deliver, you want to know what you're delivering on. Hence why doing Greenfield's um, expiration to me is, is too hard. It, it, it's, it's too hard. And for those executives out there, I've got a lot of respect for them for how they go out there and how they raise their capital and how they do it. But it's, you know, you're in the casino. You're in the casino and you're playing the roulette wheel. And and sometimes, as we know from grassroots exploration, you, it, you know, the amount of projects which come through to production, they struggle. So with our projects, we identify them when a lot of that risk has been removed. And, and that's a purposeful thing because it, it gives shareholders and potential investors a, a bit more confidence in what they're investing in and what they can expect over the the next six months, 12 months, 18 months. I was talking to a fund manager here in London uh, yesterday about the battery sector. And and one of the things he and some of his colleagues are very focused on is the fact that if you look at the actual amount of battery raw materials being produced around the world at the moment versus the projected demand for those materials from a range of different sectors, but particularly the electric vehicle sector, um the forecast demand it looks to them as if it's going to massively outstrip the practical supply does that mean that something like um the the projects that you've got there's going to be a premium on these because these look a little bit more like they can deliver short term rather than the longer term ones that the, the the industry just won't be able to tap because they haven't come online yet basically yeah, I think so. I, th- I think so. I think what we try and do is almost do proof of concept early on. You know, with with Canusi, the production rates which we're going to start there on the copper, and copper is one of those commodities where there's going to be a massive shortfall. You know, you, you, you listen to industry gurus like Robert Friedland from Ivanhoe, who's developed some of the world's biggest copper mines in the world. Um, you You start up, you do proof of concept. Okay, you demonstrate that you can operate a mine, albeit probably at a suboptimal level of production in, in the jurisdiction such as, such as Tanzania, such as South Africa. Okay, 
And then your ability to raise capital, to expand that, to increase production tenfold. You're in a far better position to do that if you've already demonstrated it, as opposed to going to them with a feasibility study with all the risk involved in a commissioning, mine construction, mine development. If you already demonstrated you can do that and operate and export and generate cash flows, albeit at a diminished level, then your ability to, to basically attract investors and attract offtake groups, attract other kind of stakeholders is, is enhanced massively. So couple that with the, the huge shortfall in new mine production coming out of not just everywhere, you know, that's where companies that are operating and generating cash flow and producing product that is accepted by the markets, that's when you can. You, you start attracting a premium and you start almost one of the things we're seeing already is, and it's very important when you operate in some of these African countries, when you're able to demonstrate that you move quickly and you go, you go from a, an advanced project into production, you almost start to become almost a preferred partner, a partner of choice for local companies and whatever, because they know they're not dealing with tire kickers or people that are happy sitting in their, you know, their fancy offices in London, in freaking Mayfair or, or wherever. They're actually dealing with people that actually want to achieve something. So that's where I think you also get a bit of a premium. You know, you start getting that track record of delivering and so that when you do go into your next project, you've got, you know, you've got three, four mine developments but sitting behind you generating cash flow. So those investors, those those people there that are, that are looking to secure strategic long-term supply of these critical metals, of these battery metals, that's when they'll look at you and they go, okay, yeah, we've seen what they've done there in Blesberg. We've seen what they've done, you've done there at Canusi. Damn, you guys got that graphite mine up and going within nine months. How the hell? You know, actually, and now you want us to back you with this lithium mine in Zimbabwe or this copper mine in, in Kenya, cobalt in Tanzania, nickel in Tanzania. Okay, yeah. You've proven it not just once, twice, three times. You've added value. Yeah, we can get behind you. And are you are you still looking for new projects? And and if you are looking for new projects, what does your ideal new project look like? Oh, look, um, we've got our hands full, you know, and there's no question about that. We've we've got we've got a, we've got a number of key delivery milestones which we've got to make in in these coming months. And the second half of 2023 is going to be massive absolutely massive for us um i've got no hair left to lose so i'm i'm not too worried about that but you know are we looking at new projects of course we are we've always got to look at how we can add value to this company um when we look at new projects we've got to look at our resources you know our human resources our management capabilities and say right can we you know because i don't want us to do something to bring on something new if it's going to be the expense of delays over here, that doesn't, you know, so it's got to be looked at in, in the right frame of mind. But are we looking at new projects? We've already advised that we're looking at a, a number of lithium projects in Zimbabwe. We've got a team on the ground. We've got a country manager that's fast doing a lot of work at the moment over there. Here in Kenya, we're already looking at a number of copper projects here. There's graphite projects we're, we're, we're reviewing. Um, so we're looking at them. I mentioned nickel, I mentioned cobalt. You know, again, all critical metals, all battery metals. Um, yes, we're looking at them, but they've got to fit the strategy of us being able to develop them in that time frame, 
not incurring too much risk, you know, and, and the rewards have got to be in there. Um, but our geographical focus is, is quite clear. You know, it's, it's East Africa here um, and it's Southern Africa. Uh, we've got good management teams in place that work within, within the group. And if projects come through, they're, they're, the due diligence that goes into them is, is, is very thorough. And on the basis that it ticks all the boxes, then we'll push ahead with it. But um, yeah, we'll always look to build this company. This company was never designed you know, to be one of those micro caps, junior mining companies on, on the exchange there. You know, we've got some huge ambitions here. And, you know, we did a deal earlier this year with Quinton Vanderberg, who's one of the most South, most successful South African mining entrepreneurs. You know, through Q Global Commodities, they, they already operate 12 coal mines in South Africa. Um, logistics from pit to port, marketing, uh, and so on. You know, if they were a listed company, they'd be a billion-dollar company. Um, they're a major shareholder in us. Um, we share resources. They, they allocate their management time to assisting us. So it's like having that big brother, you know, that big balance sheet behind us. Um, they wouldn't invest in us if they didn't see us as a, you know, a darling of the market in London. You know, we're not going to be sitting there you know, as as the the small little boy in in, in the town. No, no, we're going to be we're going to be a big player there. That's the ambitions that we've got. That's my ambitions personally. So we will take this company to be a major player in battery metals in Africa, and with a big support and following in London that I hope will benefit greatly from from all that we do. And one final thing I wanted to ask you about, um, and I think it's probably quite important to the company. Um, and I was looking at it and, and, you know, I'm aware that Africa is not necessarily the easiest uh, jurisdiction for mining companies to succeed in. But the thing that struck me is exactly what you've actually touched on a little bit already in this discussion. The way you leverage the ability of your network of partnerships. It's, it's obvious from looking at Marula Mining that you have a very effective partnership network that is helping the business uh, move along. Can you say a little bit more about how important those are and how they've they've actually enabled you to grow as a business? Yeah, it's it's critical. It's 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 the key element to our success. You know, you've got to work with people first of all that you trust. You know, you you've got to have a partner that you trust um, that have the capabilities at all levels. You know, it, it's not just the operating levels. It's their ability in country. It's their ability, you know, to actually deliver on what you're you're doing under your partnership. So for us, when when we look at our projects, you know, there's a, you look around the world, not just here in Africa, you look around the world and there are some technically beautiful projects, you know. But if you're operating in a jurisdiction where you haven't got the right partner, then I'm sorry, you're doomed for failure. You really are. Also, to go into some of these jurisdictions and think, you know, you're the biggest kid in town and you know everything and you can do everything, forget it. You know, you've got to work um, as a local company. You've got to have not just that social license to operate, but you've got to know how to work and how to, to develop things and move things forward. Especially with our time frames, you've got to work with people that have a similar work ethic and a similar desire to actually achieve something. 
So when I look, like I say, with, with the partners that we have in, in Tanzania, they tick all those boxes. The guys at Tekela Mining, um, Stuart Moremi, Edward uh, Rehani, uh, those guys, those directors of that company, you know, they recognize and they've bought into the strategy that we've got. And that's for both the Kanusi Copper Mine and the Nuri Nuri Graphite, two projects which we're fast tracking. We wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have partners that were able to deliver on a lot of those local matters time and time again. You know, we'd be just another Western mining company coming into these countries and trying to operate and trying to almost bulldoze their way through. No, you, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the pathways that you've got to walk and they're winding, they're never straight. And you need a guide on those pathways. So the partnerships we have, I believe are second to none. Likewise with Kasuni, Kasuni Gateway, who are over there on the coast with our graphite project at Bagamoya. They know the environment, they know the people. They're operating on the ground. They've got great community networks. And that's that's so important. You know, we're, we're looking at building our, our graph, uh, sorry, our copper project at Canusi. Unemployment in Canusi Township there is, is well over 90%. You know, there's no full-time employment. The, the only full-time employees work for the government there. We're going to come in there and before the end of the year, we're probably going to have at least 100 employees full-time employees. You can imagine the impact that that's going to have on that community. You know, and that's got to be managed. You know, you've got to manage the expectations. You've got to deliver on those expectations. And you've got to, in parallel to building and operating that mine, you've got to assist the, the local communities to build up a sustainable business around that operation. You know, and, and you wouldn't be able to do that unless you had good partners. You know, because sometimes you can go in there and you can forget something. You can miss something because you think it's inconsequential. But sometimes, you know, those things come back and bite you. And sometimes it's having those right partners that that get you to focus on the right things at the right time. So for, for me, everything we do, and I've just talked about Tanzania there, for, for example, what we're doing in Zimbabwe, what we're doing in South Africa at Blesberg. You know, our general manager operations in South Africa, uh, Hank Van Zyl, what he does with the communities in and around Blesberg is second to none. Um, and hats off to him, you know, how he manages to find time to do the day-to-day, oversee the day-to-day mining operations, processing operations, but managing communities and the interactions that you as a mining company have with them is critical. And again, we don't bring in expats. You know, we're, we're not one of those companies that's bringing in expat mining engineers, finance guys out of out of London, Canada, Australia. No, no, no. All our companies everywhere is local engagement, local employees. There was an announcement Marula put out earlier this month, you know, where we had a number of senior appointments. Our CEO, our COO out of South Africa, Tokus Van Heerden, general manager operations in South Africa, South African, here for Tanzania, East Africa, Kenyan and Tanzanian, our financial controller, our company secretary, all local people that have own it, that have an ownership in what we do. And that's critical when you're trying to build a business. If people haven't got ownership and aren't willing to accept responsibility, then then you're not going to achieve half of the success that you ought to. That's, that's really interesting and very, very true, I think. Um, 
no thank you very much for that that's really been very interesting um those insights into marula mining and, and your progress thank you very much indeed for your time today jason not a problem sorry i probably talked a fair bit there i love this company so it's when you've got a great story to tell you can just go seriously yeah it's good i think it looks like a very interesting story and it's certainly not your ordinary mining company by any means i hope not i hope not you know you've got to You've got to differentiate what you do. You've got to have that added something. You know what it's like when you go out for dinner to a restaurant. Sometimes you can't put your finger on it. What what was so different about that place? You know, and and that's what I, I just want to get something here. And we've got some great people. We've got some great opportunities. And yeah, I'm excited to work here. You know, it's the great thing about it. You know, I came here to Kenya almost three years ago for three months. Three years on, I'm still here. You know, and I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. It's it's you know when when you're working in an environment like this, it's freaking it's it's great. It really is. Brilliant. Uh, thank you, Jason. We'll be we'll be keeping tabs on the company and and uh, look forward to uh, more progress in the second half of the year. Okay. Thanks, man. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thearmchairtrader.com, for your daily dose of financial markets news and sign up to our free newsletter there.